And welcome in to a very Christmas special of the Empire Dynasty League podcast. Don't know if you could hear those little sleigh bells there. Keeney is a added touch. Welcome in, Christopher. How are you? Ho ho ho! <laughs> I'm very good, mate. It's a big week, semi-final week or prelim week, as we call it in Australia. So uh, the heavy hitters will be featuring on the pod. Um, so looking forward to this one. Definitely looking forward to it. We aren't joined by uh, our stalwart Hod. Uh, he's not on today, but we uh, arguably have gone and replaced him with two even greater, the sum of pa- all parts greater than a Hod, and we're joined by one Cummins and Jake. Welcome on the pod, boys. Thank you, gentlemen. Thanks for having us. So, they're certainly, to be certainly here. funnier than Hod anyway. <laughs> he might write in and complain to that one. Uh, but we thought, no, why not have uh, some of the blokes who made it through last week? And, you know, the two blokes here on the screen right now, one is looking very calm, very relaxed because there is another game for them to play. I'm referring to Camo here who's sitting in his D's Premiership hat and his Justin Herbert baby blue jersey. It's looking very yeah. slick, very calm, very relaxed. Jake, you look, you look quite stressed there. Obviously, a uh, stressful week for you last week. Oh, no, all my stress is gone. I, uh, I've never felt better. <laughs> Not having the stress of having a game this week is actually delightful. <laughs> I actually don't know why I do fantasy. Well, why you do it is because you were just showing off the old helmet, the custom helmet that you won last year and the... The ring and the glory of winning it last year as if you wouldn't want to do it again for that. Correct. Yeah, no, you're right. I was lying through my teeth. <laughs> and, and the and the glory of being the inaugural champ. You'll always be the first one. No one can take ever that. in this league. And just yep. and just to like Ben did a pretty good job of painting the picture of what, what our man Camo is just looking like here. But I tell you what, it's an intimidating feel because he is that comfortable and relaxed in his own skin at the moment. He's got the powder blue charters kit on. He's got the shades on. He's out in the sun. He's soaking the razor. Yep. He's just, he's hes a man that's sort of living in paradise right now. And it could just be his year this year. Could be. I, I was pretty yep. calm and relaxed when I came on until I saw Camo pop up on the screen <laughs> and I just got incredibly nervous. I've never seen a cooler customer sitting in his backyard. So, Camo, we will uh, we'll get your thoughts, obviously, on last week and this upcoming week, but just uh, run us through how you're generally feeling right now, mate. Yeah, I'm going okay. It's got to be said, I am going okay. Um, <laughs> I've got the number one Pro Bowl AFC quarterback, Gansy, on right now. Got a D's Premier's 2021 hat. And I reckon those two things basically sum up how I'm travelling. And here we are. <laughs> In the final four, where obviously everyone always expected me to be, so <laughs> ready to ready to rock. Absolutely, final four. I mean, that's just what the three seed does. You know, they just make it to the final four. But we we're getting ahead of ourselves because let's start off with a review of last week. Let's move forward amicably. First of all, you throwing too many big words at me. Okay, now because I don't understand them, I'm going to take them as disrespect. Watch your mouth. Yes, uh, let's let's start off with the two gentlemen on the uh, on the podcast this week, and it's great to have them both on. Uh, the San Diego Demons, one hundred and sixteen, knocked off 
Ooh, the OJ's legal team, the defending champs, 79.82. I'll tell you what, both games this week, Benny, they were very almost eerily similar sort of situations with the worst kind of week possible. Um, it sort of all happened for, for Jake and Tim. We'll get to Jim in a sec, uh, to Tim in a sec, but for Jake, mate, we'll, we'll get your thoughts in a sec, but Heineke, Baker, Lockett, Landry, all land on the COVID list this week. And then, obviously, your, your star wide receiver, uh, Hopkins, goes on IR. Had a feel, had the real recipe of an upset, if you want to call it that. I know Camo probably thought he was fave. Um, but it had that recipe and that feel early on in the get-go. What were your thoughts? Yeah, I was shooting myself all week. I thought it was game over. You just touched on it. And the other one, which um, was massive for me in the second half of the year, was Elijah Moore as well. As soon as I mm. elevated him, he had a ripping... Uh, finish to the season and obviously he went on IR as well um, mate, when I'm starting Khalif Raymond and Zay Jones in my wide receiver slots I didn't think that I was uh, much of a chance and then it was all but confirmed but Najee Harris shit to bed my uh, my darling on the year um, yeah I'm sitting there waiting I'm looking to see if Baker's going to get through and picking up Mullins and things like that To be, in all honesty it was uh, the inevitable to be completely honest um, would have loved to have accidentally, you know, fallen into the other side of the bracket and played Tim this week and scraped through and, oh, and see oh, imagine that. Actually, back. I didn't even think yeah. that would have been fantastic, wouldn't it? <laughs> yeah, it would have been. Would have been a sort of more of a level playing field because obviously he was the other one decimated with, uh, with injuries. Having said that, I don't think too many of my guys would have been uh, necessarily coming back, and I don't think I would have done much this week anyway. It would have been a cakewalk for whoever I was playing. So, um, no, nah, it is what it is. I'm, uh, I, I text or the great man across from me here did text me uh, right after with the condolences and I said to him that of all people to knock me out, I could think of nobody better uh, than Mr. Cummins. Uh, <laughs> anybody else. If it was a McMahon, I would have been fucking filthy, put it that way. He's he's quickly become a league favourite, has our man come I think it's because he's, he's great to deal with from a trade point of view and always quick to reach out on a text and very level-headed. Um, doesn't complain too much. So he's got he's got the recipe of a really nice league member. Um, the other one for you, Jakey, was uh, Fry Muth, your, your, your rookie tight end who had it. Look, you, I think a few of your rookies, you talked about Harris, um, uh, Moore, and then Fry Muth. There's three of your rookies and even Stevenson, who you played. Um, all four of those guys that you've, you've picked up as rookies this year have all done really well. So you must be pretty happy with sort of how you – your younger part of your team sitting, but even he kind of got concussed and it was just one of those weeks, I reckon, where basically anything that could go wrong did. Um, and it just so happens it happened in the first week of the playoffs, which uh, which is tough to take. But um, that's what happens yeah. and that's fantasy and that's um, the reality of the stupid game that we play. Um, the, the, one, the one thing I'll say is for Camo here, now – I actually, I'm surprised that you sent your condolences and you're all sort of lovey-dovey afterwards because I would have thought this one's a bit more personal than that. Jake's 0-2 against you all time and just quietly he's put up some nice scores against you. Put up 164 last year and then this year he put up 155 when Camo set a franchise record for the press to, uh, for the San Diego Demons. So he's knocked you off twice, including that time when you put up a big score. So I reckon you've, you've settled the score nicely, Camo. What were your thoughts on the matchup? Yeah, well, obviously, during the week, every time I checked in on my phone, Jake lost another player. So <laughs> I had to say, like, confidence was growing each and every day through, like, no fault of my own or no 
no actual skill from my my team and my players. It just so happened that it was a good week to uh, come up against the defending champ. So i got to say I got lucky. I got lucky and uh, I'll take it while I can because as we all know, as experienced fantasy players, it could uh, flip on its head this week. So got to take those those wins when you can. And I'll uh, always reach out to one of my favourite trading partners, such as Jake. So there'll always be a, a message after win, lose or draw. Don't worry about that. <laughs> reach out to one of your favourite trading partners. You could pretty much insert any name <laughs> yeah. except Tim into that one. Is that right? <laughs> it's, is that what we discovered last week? Um, yeah. No, look. It- uh, I, I do favour some more than others. <laughs> but, yeah, you, you're pretty much right. Basically we- everyone. You're spot on. I was away this week because that's the luxury of having the buy. You can actually go away for a week and not have to worry about looking at, at Rest fantasy. Um, <laughs> Rest up. And good thing that I was on the buy because this place had no reception. So there was like one spot that I could find and it was a good like 15-minute walk away from where I was that just got reception. So every now and then I'd just go and get some updates and every single time I pinged reception – I just saw another one of Jake's players on on COVID. I was like, this poor bloke, he must be having an absolute meltdown right now. But uh, yeah, not not fun at all. But in saying that, like, I think a masterstroke from you as well, Camo, to play Brandon Cooks, you know, for his highest score of the season. You just you oh. you just got the Midas touch at the moment. My goodness, is that the highest score of Brandon Cooks' career? Just about? Nah, definitely not his career, but. Uh... Jake and I have about eight players we've traded throughout the course of the week. So there's always going to be someone <laughs> from the other team that we'd, we'd gotten rid of. So I dodged the Mike Williams bullet on uh, the Thursday night game. Yep. And then, uh, yeah, poor Jake had Fance, Smith, Cooks, and a few others that uh, knew the, we're going to be fired up to play against their old mob. So it was bound to happen to one of us. Very is stiff. There, is there any? Okay. Oh, sorry. I was just going to say, was there any truth in the rumor that you actually played Brandon Cooks because they wear red and blue, the Texans? Is that did that come into your thinking? <laughs> no, not at all. I uh, played him because he's my number one wide receiver, um, and now the, the the poor blokes caught COVID off uh, Jake's mob, so in doubt for this week, unfortunately. <laughs> well, actually, a good good segue, Camo. I just wanted to get sort of your mindset around similar players. Um, and, and playing those players versus waiting for guys that might be playing on a Monday or a Tuesday with this whole COVID situation at the moment. Yeah. So what, what's your mindset? I know you had to play, I think, Daryl Williams, he started last week. Yeah, spot on. Yeah, yeah, definitely. So the moment I've got Thursday night guys at the minute, they're straight in just because I don't want to get to Monday or Tuesday or Wednesday last week and uh, have to have a zero or head to the waivers and pick up someone for 0.7. So I... Uh, Played Daryl Williams and collected the 1.8 points that he uh, put up and was happy to move on. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. Oh. Crazy. I, I actually thought the Ramondre Stevenson thing was a bit stiff for you as well, Jake. I thought that was a pretty good play bringing him in with obviously Harris out. thought he was going to get a fair chunk of the work. And just the way that game was going to go, I thought it would be a heavy run game. But stiff that he got um, outscored by Bolden in the end. But what I will say about Ramondre, Jakey boy, is you're the defending champ. You've won a ring. But just the, the amateur setup of playing him in the flex when he was the first player mm. in your lineup. Can you talk us through why he didn't get the running so, back gig, please? What, what What's happened to your brain there, please? It's a bugbear of mine, mate. Uh, because I didn't want to play a single tree, a single tree, and I was not thinking Pollard would play. 
and I didn't have anyone else eligible anyway. And if you see my receivers that I started, it's not like I had a plethora of them waiting to uh, be inserted. So as I did, it was literally the guy he replaced. I think it might have even been uh, Pollard at the time who was sitting in that flex spot with Zeke. I just swapped him for player for player and thought my lineup's not going to get any worse by playing in there. So I did think, I actually did think about that. And I was like, you know what? What's the fucking difference? (laughs) Yeah, that's fair. I just, it almost... I don't know if it sends the wrong message to the rest of your squad about the yeah, mindset. I think into, I think you upset your fantasy work. gods by doing that, mate. Mm. That um, I could have, and you know what? I haven't thought about you. that. Uh, I thought honestly, from a fantasy gods point of view, that I used up all my luck last year, and so <laughs> this is them punishing me instead. So uh, you know what? You're just going to wear ones on the chin sometimes, and I was I was happy to see Brandon Cooks do his thing. He was one of the guys that are. Uh, I played a lot in the playoffs last year. I think he's got a, a 25 and a 35 in playoffs last year at a similar time. So uh, certainly a late late season performer uh, spewing that he's got COVID because come on, we'll tell you this. I sent him a message, I reckon, six, seven weeks ago saying, I think that you could shake things up in the playoffs. He downplayed it, but I, uh, I think with a lineup with Herbert and if you can get some of the pieces in between Herbert and Burrow right, um, I would oh, – well, I mean, I'm out now anyway, so I wouldn't be stoked to play him. Absolutely. Crystal balls, Jake. Crystal balls. <laughs> oh, well, you never know. We'll, we'll move on to the next game in a sec, but just one last thing. And I think it's, uh, you know, they say sometimes that romance is dead in sport, but I think the fact that Jake puts up a disgusting little 79, he's out of the league, and then Washington put JD McKissick on IR the next day. I just think it just, <laughs> the symmetry of that is just too good to be true. So. I think that just summed up your year, Jakey boy. Yeah, exactly right. I reckon my, my lineup this week would be worse than last week. <laughs> <laughs> but just quickly, what a difference a year makes because this time last year, you and Papa from the 5 6 position just went on an absolute rampage, made it to the final, and this week scoring 119 and 79, respectively. Like, I know it was a shocking week for just about every single team but that's uh that's a big fall from this time last year it is but i think you touched on it it's more of a i think i had a better year this year than i did last year i think i actually prefer my squad this year as well i touched on the draft picks i like the fact that i've got four really really good key pieces i think moving forward baker didn't have a great year he was injured a lot but given his age demographics got plenty of time turned around i think car's got another couple of years left so I actually think I have a better year and I'm more hopeful going into next season than I was last year, even though I had won. So obviously you look at just the week in on its own, uh, it's it's shithouse. Um, but having said that, I think we're all playing for second behind Keane anyway. So what's the difference? Call it a wash. Ooh, all right. I'll take exception to that. But uh, can we can we <laughs> confirm, do you reckon Papa's feeling just as confident for his team next year as you are? <laughs> no, the, the, the silver lining on my whole year is that bloke's <laughs> fucked. Come <laughs> oh, on, you're the voice of reason here. Give us your thoughts on uh, on where Papa's lineup is looking oh. for the future. Yeah, I've been trying for about as long as this uh, league's been going to get Papa's first round picks because he's cast. He's completely cast. <laughs> I'd love to own his first for the next three years if I could, but uh, <laughs> ninth's, ninth's not all that bad. There's worse than ninth going around, so all the best to him. That's true. That's true. I mean, Tom Brady put up his lowest score ever. Mike Glennon in his super flex, a negative two. 
That's always good. And he's got Daniel Jones sitting on his bench as his QB replacement there. It is, it's a bit grim, and I don't know how he gets out of that hole without selling off some of his stars, but has he left that run a bit too late? Like, because like David Johnson or stars? Oh, is it, I mean, <laughs> AJ Green. No, honestly, Saquon holds value, Cooper Cup holds value, Kelsey holds value, but, but Cup and Kelsey in particular are getting on in age. So if he leaves it too late then that value drops. But it's, I don't know. I'm, I'm not sure what direction he's going to head in. Is he going to just double down? He's a stubborn man at the best of times. I can see him just yeah, the, persisting. The thing that I, uh, I and we, you always spend, or we always spend too much time talking about Papa, but because <laughs> of the way that he's sort of let it go, he's now almost put himself over a bit of a barrel. You know that he's in such dire straits that he's lost a lot of bargaining power with a Kelsey or a Cooper Cup. He's like, well, what are you going to do? You can keep them and be irrelevant for two years or you can sell them lower than their value really is, that's reality, and be irrelevant for five years. Like, what do you want to do? Yeah, because once they lose value, then you got nothing. Spot on. He's, he's think, too proud to accept it. He's now going to have to go slowly under what they are because of his circumstance. Yeah. And I think people are cottoning onto that a little bit more, just saying, well, you're fucked if you don't do it. So don't bother me. Yeah. Um, if you do, great. If you don't, good luck. You're in a tough division. All the best for the next four years. <laughs> yeah. All the best. <laughs> I reckon we touched on it about a month ago. And I know, like you said, Jake, we're, we're, Somehow always circling back to Papa in this podcast, but I think it's just because we get good reactions out of him. Um, about a month ago, I reckon we said that age is going to all of a sudden be the the difference maker in trades, that age is going to hold that value. And I think as this league goes on, we're going to start seeing just direct swap trades of older stars for younger up-and-coming players, and that's where the value difference is. For now, like a lot of those sort of trades, picks get thrown in because people – can't sort of get, you know, see the difference between, oh, well, they're a star right now and this yeah. guy's a few years off. But I reckon like as te- as people start to feel this out a bit, they're going to just have have a realisation that, you know what, yep, Kelsey's an absolute star right now, but in two years he's going to be nothing for my squad and where it's at right now. So that sort of stuff will come. But we'll move on, shall we, to uh, your favourite people here, Jake, and that is the Prestige Worldwide taking on the straight cash homies. Another lacklustre performance um, or matchup, should I say, where Prestige Worldwide came out victorious at a 107.8 over a 60 from Timos. So, um, yeah, look, it, we can't even really say that Timos got struck with like COVID or those sort of things like your team, Jake. He just had a shocking week. Like there's just no two ways about it. When you actually break it down, look through here – I mean, his running back two was uh, always going to be a dire situation with starting Royce Freeman. I didn't even know mm. that guy still played in the NFL, but apparently he does. And he had, uh, what was it, three carries for eight yards. That's what you want out of your running back two. But, um, yeah, look, they say it is hard to beat a team three times in the same year, and this theory certainly applied here with uh, Thais, the older brother, knocking off his little brother and maybe etching some more misery to pair with early insights from Thais about apparently having an opportunity to drown him as a child or whatever the hell Matt put in his comments <laughs> a month ago. Well, this, this would be right up there with that, I would have thought. What, this is like drowning him? Is that what you're saying? <laughs> well, a similar sort of nightmare 
situation. Yeah, it's pretty bad. I mean, to come out 47-point victory and Matt only putting up 107, that's, um, yeah, it's it's a bloodbath <laughs> to say the least. But, yeah, look, as we said, running back was always going to be stiff for Timos, forced to start Royce Freeman because who's only, I mean, yeah, we know CMC is yeah, I'm, su- I'm surprised. I'm Why surprised you Johnson didn't. I'm surprised Ernest Johnson didn't get a go here. And I know maybe we touched on the, you know, Cleveland played um, Tuesday this week. So maybe that, that had something to do with it. He just wanted to lock in a starter and lock in some points. Who knows? But um, for mine, we touched on the fantasy gods and it would be rude not to keep mentioning them with the great man on the podcast this week. But um, I think Tim used his fair share of fantasy gods this year with some of the uh, the old uh, Dick Kish Dick kissed homies and um, all that sort of stuff. But this week, I tell you, whatever could go wrong did for, for Tim Moss. A very similar story. Um, I would have to admit he, he got very unlucky with his, with his starters. Mike Evans, Julio Jones both did their hammy like early on in the game. And yep. then Pittman got ejected for something that wasn't worthy of getting ejected. Um, so basically three of his best receivers gone. Um, they all put up pretty sub scores. Um, and then Julio is apparently going to play tomorrow. Like so, he's done his hammy, missed the whole game, and he's he's ready to go this week. Like I don't yeah, know what's a weird going on but um, he yeah he had a he had a shocker. Um, that bloke's got to have some sort of starts in his contract. They've got to have if, he, if he's eligible for a certain amount of games. There's got to be something because he has started so many games this year. I reckon four where he's done this exact thing. Yeah, maybe lasted a little longer, but not many. Yeah, it's um, it was it was a bit. It was a real strange one. I'm, I, I thought he'd be out for three or four weeks, given that he didn't mm. finish the game. But you're right; he's he's done his hammy in mid-game that many times. I reckon at least four or five times over the last two years. Um, but look, the rest of his team um, pretty much struggled. Like Taysom, the, the Taysom versus um, Tannehill one's an interesting one. He obviously went with Taysom in this one. Um, I think Ta- Tannehill on a whole has been pretty disappointing this year. I think he's QB fourteen. Now he hasn't had. Um, Derek Henry hasn't had AJ Brown for a fair bit of it, and obviously Arthur Smith has gone as well, so that could be something to do with it. But um, he's certainly regressed from the last two years, Ben. I, I think we did had a, had a look at some numbers earlier. He was he averaged twenty one points per game last year. Yeah, last, last year was one of his numbers. best seasons. He had he had one amazing season in Miami, but uh, in recent times, last year, awesome season. He averaged twenty one points a game. Uh, the year before that was the year that he started as the backup behind Mariota, I think. Or So he didn't start the sort of first month and a half of the season, but then finished strong, averaging 18 points a game when he was officially the starter. And then this year, just absolutely fallen back to earth and he's averaging now 15 points a game. Uh, and even that as, I don't know, it just doesn't even feel like he's averaging that many points a game. He's had the occasional decent game of 20-something, but he's had that many stinkers in there that it's not what you want. And Timos has got the awkward decision of do you start Taysom Hill or Tannehill at the moment? Um, and when it was an absolute wash at nine points apiece, that's not the position you want to be in in the playoffs, is it? But I was just having a quick look here, Keeney, and I'll get uh, your thoughts and maybe I'll even get Camo and Jake's thoughts on this too. The trade that went down in the 11th hour on uh, the rookie draft night between Brody and Timos, where we saw Julio and McCaffrey go to Timos's team. Now, we've just mentioned McCaffrey, obviously, uh, started off, has had a few injuries this year, missed a few games, 
and then he's out for the season now. So I'll run you through just quickly McCaffrey's season. Weeks 1 and 2, 23-22, scored a 5, got injured, then was out from weeks 4 to 8, then comes back week 9, 12, 21, 21, three and a half, gets injured again, and he's out again. So he's played a total yeah. of through, what is it, seven five. games. Seven games, five. two, two yeah. of them being injured in. So mm. five startable games is what he got out of McCaffrey. Julio was the other piece of that trade, has been not really that effective. Oh, I haven't got his stats in front of me, but hasn't felt like a, a game-winning type player. No. And he gave up. Yeah, I do. Yeah. Oh, yeah, you've got Julio, his stats. So Go. Julio's, Julio in week two scored 15. Outside of that, he scored four, six, seven, four, five, and five and missed eight games. Okay. Yeah. So that's what he got in, and he's given up Stefan Diggs, Raheem Mostert, who, yeah, got injured, 2021 first, which turned out being Mac Jones, which QB-wise would have been pretty good for Tim Oss's team, a 2023 first and a 2022 second. That... I know the, the bells and whistles of Julio and McCaffrey were in his sight, but if Timos had his time again, my goodness, that is a very one-sided trade, it feels at the moment, because it just doesn't feel like McCaffrey is ever going to be McCaffrey again. Julio's yeah, hamstrings I mean, are just shot. It's, yeah. yeah. For, for mine, it's, um, I think McCaffrey still holds enormous value because of what he's done in the past. The, the Julio one is 33 next year, coming off two really disappointing years in a row. I, I think... Um, he potentially doesn't have a heap of time left in the NFL. Maybe he does. Maybe that's an overreaction. But um, I think maybe one or two years with Tennessee, and that might see him out. Um, and so he's, oh. he's type. Of, he's the type of player where I don't think Tim's going to get much for him anymore. I think that's that ship no. sailed. And that's probably the thing that's edging it in in Hod's favor is he got nothing out of Julio. If he yeah, got, I think you know, I think Hod did twenty out of Julio. And different story, but I agree. Hod's done well. Hod's identified what he needed to do for his team. Reset quickly. Mm-hmm. You know, he brings in Deshaun off Camo. Um, so he's he's actually, and we'll get we'll get to these teams later on in the next month or so. But he's a he's a team that can can be somewhat dangerous. I think if Deshaun Watson, oh, Deshaun's back, at home. absolutely. Um, and he's he's got some okay pieces um, outside of those. But yeah, it's a, it's certainly an interesting. Yeah, I mean, the, to look back on. the one to look back on, and you're right, McCaffrey will hold value, but will he hold more value than, let's just say, Diggs and Mac Jones combined? And he's definitely, yeah. even that trade Maybe. right now, people might hesitate to pull the trigger on. And then there were first and seconds thrown on top of that as well. Um, I've got to say, I forgot about the Diggs component. That was, um, even though Diggs hasn't been huge this year, he's still, he's still what, 20, still pretty solid. How old is he, 26? Yeah, about that, 26, 27, I think. Yeah. Um, but anyway, yeah, it's interesting. Um, I reckon we should we should touch on Thais's team here now. He only put up 107, but it's interesting. He he um, he definitely could have scored a lot more than that. These two Bengals receivers, Higgins scored 3.3, Chase only scored 0.8. He only had um, three yards, which is quite rare for for him. Even though he's been a little quieter at the back end of this year, he's still obviously highly talented. But there was a few players in his lineup that I think he'll be happy with. So James Robinson gets back to that workhorse role in Jacksonville against Houston, you know, puts up 16, gets a nice matchup this week against the Jets. So he'll be really happy with that. Another player, Gabe Davis. Um, I, th- I feel like he can almost start him with confidence now that um, Sanders is out. Cole Beasley goes on to COVID. Um, he's clearly their number two. Um, and he's probably a player that he would have been a bit iffy about starting, but now he kind of feels pretty confident he can start him. 
Um, the tight end situation for him still a bit up in the air with with Darren Waller. He'll be hoping he comes back this week. Um, but if not, he's got some okay coverage there. And it's probably just the, the form of Dak that needs to lift a little bit. He's been a bit off in the last few weeks. But um, I think all in all, Thais will be, even though he put up one, 107, and we all know it was a... It was a bit of a wacky week for most people, apart from apart from Manny, I think. But um, well, I think 107, he'd be happy just to get through and, and have a crack with some players getting healthy and some situations looking better than what it has in the past um, going into the last two weeks. So I still think he's pretty dangerous. Yeah, he's definitely dangerous. I think I think Dak is the barometer of, of Matt's team at the moment. I reckon you're spot on. Just looking back at his scores, started the year pretty well, other than week two. Against your boys there, Camo. Um, but goes into the bye and then I think he had he missed a week, didn't he, because of injury. Um mm. had yeah. But but since then it's just been a bit of a roller coaster against really good matchups and had, you know, only what, two scores of over twenty since the bye in week seven, which is not mm. what you want out of your your star quarterback there. So yeah, when he has a big game, I reckon Matt's team is is pretty solid, but um, yeah, he's well, it's got also a- one of the, the things when you've got a stack, when you've got him plus CD, it's big- obviously ha- it's double edged sword, and yep. you know, no, it's massive. You look at CD Lamb scores, and obviously, pretty reflective of Dak's struggles. Um, putting up another eight, hasn't scored since the bye, I don't think either. Um, it's it's tough, and you've got a guy like that, you're thinking you slot him in every single week, and then all of a sudden, you've got two problems instead of one because Dak's playing like shit. You're like, fuck, what am I gonna do with this bloke? Yeah. So it's, I mean, I wouldn't be, not certainly wouldn't be worried. I'd love to have them both in my side. Um, but it's certainly like sort of the risk you play when you, you're running with that, one of those. Yeah. And I think it's a, we'll get to the preview of uh, my game with Matt this week, but it's a good, I think it's a good option to have this week when he's, you know, he's probably not favourite, um, even though there's not a heap between it with, with a few of my injuries. But like he's going to have, it's going to be frightening for me, to be honest. He's going to have a double, double, double stack. He's going to have Gabe and Josh Allen, and he's going to have Dak and CD. I mean, it's, yep. the variance is probably the right thing to do is just try and play the variance, and if you can jackpot on a couple of them, then it'll win him the week. So, and that's, um, to be yeah. honest, that's what someone needs to do against a team like yours because we know your team is capable of ripping out 160s, 180s at the best of times. And, yeah, you've got your, and we'll get into it, share of COVID and injuries and other things, but... I think you do just have to swing for upside and just say, whatever, I'm taking on the guy who's got the strongest list in the league, swing for upside and hope that it's just my week and and mm. take, make the most of it. But I've got a sound clip here. Um, this is just a, a Timos. He couldn't be on the pod today. Uh, he's, he's flat out, flat chat around Christmas time, but he's he sent through a just his take on, you know, how he was feeling after his 60 burger that he put up. It's been real poor. I'm fucking upset. He's extremely <laughs> upset. That was that was Tim. Um, Have you got that again? Yeah, I'll, I'll play it again. It's been real poor. I'm fucking upset. <laughs> <laughs> Shit. Oh, that sound grab is going to stay forever on this can I just Can I just pot Tim before we move away from this matchup? Please Go do. Please. He had the most overinflated record in the comp. And it pisses me off because his ten and four record was full of shit. If he had Manny's lot of record, he would end up with six and eight. If he had Manny's schedule, he would end up on record of six and eight. He was average, average at best. And Julio is not coming back. He's certainly not coming back. He's 
is in strife. This is not the team that last year just missed out. He missed his window. Mm. Yeah, it's an interesting home is of, Are you saying that homies have come home to roost? Oh, <laughs> hold on. Okay. It's been a while. I've, it's been so long that I didn't even have it queued up. But No tumbleweed? There no. we go. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, it's a good point. And, and his big swing was during the rookie draft. And like we just pointed out, that definitely didn't pay off for him. And that hurts. Obviously, when you're a contending team... And you go all out for something like that, and it doesn't pay off. It's it's a big um, gap to try and fill. But let's just quickly before we move on to the previews, um, just a talking point. And you brought it up there, perfect segue there, Jake. But just uh, Manny and what his team would have done if it made playoffs. We all saw he's fifty points shy of making that six. Uh, no, fifty points shy of Timos there getting yeah. in. He's about um, seventy off Jake for the six seed. Yeah, and like yeah. you pointed out, obviously, if uh, matches went a certain way, it would have worked out all right for him. But just getting an eye off air, we went back over because a couple of interesting trades that Manny pulled off this year and uh, for a very strong team to trade out Russell Wilson and trade out Burrow, two very good QBs, one being a very young QB, just how different that would have looked for his season. Now, we haven't gone through and gone if exact head-to-heads would have worked out. We've just done a rough idea on scoring. But, um, yeah, we'll, I'll run you through the Burrow trade here. So, he got rid of him in week three. So, he, he got weeks one and two out of Burrow. Traded out uh, Burrow to our man over here, Camo, for Roth and, I don't know, Mason Rudolph and a bunch of picks and some other shit. But, basically, when we went over it, Burrow has scored 199.6 in those weeks from 3 to 14. And Roth basically has scored 171. So, that's a difference of it's a plus 29 in the points there. So, not huge difference. Surprise it's that close. Surprise it's that close, absolutely. So, plus 29, it still would have worked in his favour. Keeney, why don't you run through the Wilson one? Yeah, so Wilson one was from pick uh, from week seven onwards, wasn't it? So, um, we sort of looked at if he would have plugged Wilson in when he played versus kind of what he ended up plugging in there in the Superflex. You'll see a lot of weeks, if you go through sort of what Manny's done, a lot of weeks he's had to play skill position players in there because he had no other QB options. So Yeah, Van Jefferson one, got a fair role in the Superflex this year. Got a, got a good go. <laughs> Hunter Henry got in there a fair bit. Um, Marquez Callaway got Which, a couple of goes. Just on a really quick sidebar, the Van Jefferson... Super flex. He actually had some very good weeks and he got him mm. basically from moving back like two spots in the rookie draft because he didn't like anyone. So well played once again by Manny there. Yeah, indeed. Um, so look, we kind of did the numbers roughly. It ended up being sort of 70 to 20. So about a, a difference of about 50 points there if he just kept Wilson. Now, Wilson hasn't been lighting the world on fire, but if you add in kind of both trades, we estimate it to be around the 80 point mark, which would have probably got him in playoffs. Um, and he would have beaten anyone last week because he had the, yep. the top score in the league. So I tell you what, I would not want to be facing him this week. Um, and I know that he's got a, he, he would have had a few COVID issues this week with the Chiefs, but still, um, ooh, he could have been dangerous. And he's the type of team that can pinch a ring. Um, yeah. It's an interesting one, his team, because I feel like when he blew it up was when his running backs all found themselves in perfect situations. Like he had 
you know, obviously he doesn't like to invest heavily in running backs and he's got a lot of fringe players, but I found like Devonta Freeman just found his groove. Um, Booker got that role carved out for him when Saquon was injured. Sanders started to come good after his injury. Like I feel like his running backs, Bolden had some good weeks in there as well. Um, yeah, P. Ryan's had some relevance this year. They all sort of had weeks where he could have plugged in those guys. And, yeah, it's it's an interesting sliding doors moment. Uh, actually, Camo, since you're one of the blokes who traded with him, maybe just a, a quick recap into how the conversation started. Did he initiate? Um, yeah, and your thoughts as well. Yeah, so Manny very early on this season um, decided that his team wasn't a contender. And Manny runs that Ricky Bobby type, if you're not first to last type <laughs> setup. So the moment he thought he wasn't going to be a contender, he, in my opinion, rightfully decided to uh, mix it up a bit and bring in a, a lot of picks. Um, and I, so I think the thing from from Manny's perspective, can't talk on his behalf, but hindsight's twenty twenty. I don't think you could expect Andrews, Hunter Henry, Van Jefferson, a few of the other guys we've mentioned to perform as well as they did. So I think if he had known all that was going to happen, then he probably keeps Burrow and Wilson. But at the time when he's decided to make these these big trades, um, you know, I think he, he made the right call at the time. But I've always really liked Burrow. Um, all last, like right from the startup draft all through last year. So I've been keen on Burrow for a while and it just took a while for me to acquire enough assets to get him. But Manny and I had always kind of been discussing that trade. So I'd say I probably initiated it, but... Um, the moment Manny said he was um, keen for it, then we got we got the ball rolling. But, yeah, in hindsight, maybe Manny doesn't trade away his QBs and he could be in the final four as we speak. But that's Dynasty for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it is. And it's, uh, it's, it's always tough to work out at what point in the season do you pull the trigger on, okay, I don't think I'm good enough. I'm going to do it now before everyone else. Because um, yep. it's almost like if you if you wait too long, that can be uh, not great either. As I found it yeah, interesting he did it in week two. So he's one and one and thought, no, nah, I'm no good. I'm no chance. <laughs> out of this. <laughs> I'm, I'm out. See ya. <laughs> and then uh, it's funny how things can change. But, uh, yeah, it's it, there's a fine balance between waiting enough weeks to identify that you're not a contender versus having a gut feel after two or three, four weeks and going, you know what, I look at my list. I don't think I'm good enough. I'm going to start selling off pieces now. Um, and and just start accumulating, and then I'll have more power towards the end of the year. Or after six weeks, you just declare yourself the winner, and then basically not win another game for the rest of the year and be fucking nowhere. <laughs> Who are you are referring you? to there, mate? I oh, just the guy that ends up with a record of six and eight and number nine in our ranking. <laughs> <laughs> uh, had injuries, mate. Oh yeah, yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, and a shit weird. Hey, well, we'll let him have a say in this, mate. He can't. You can't get all the words in. What do you reckon, Papa? Um, yeah, I don't know what else to tell you, boys. <laughs> Got to be better next week. Yep. He keeps thinking that there's a next week. But I don't know how to break the news to him that he's out. <laughs> oh shit. Um, well all right, well, Jake, thanks for coming on for the review of your game. I know you're currently at work right now. Are you able to stick around for the previews or have you got to be off? No, I don't even like being at work. I'll stick around. <laughs> all right, perfect. <laughs> well, on that what note, let's kick off the previews. Ooh. 
Well, I said it with all due respect. That, no, that doesn't mean you get to say whatever you want to say to me. It sure, sure as heck does. No, no, it doesn't it's mean in the that. the Geneva Convention. Look it up. And as Keeney pointed out at the top of the pod here, we are in the semi-final week. Uh, down to the final four, whatever it is you want to call it, and some very juicy matchups here. And we'll, we'll start with the the first and very juicy matchup because of, I guess, previous uh, division history here, and that is the number one seed, Grouse, taking on the number five seed, Prestige Worldwide, who was uh, slated to be on the pod to talk about this game, but... We messaged him to see if he'd be available, and he said, yeah, I'll, I'll make it work last night. And then we messaged him just before. He said, sorry, I'm test driving a car. So I don't know how that <laughs> snuck up on him in his daily schedule. Yeah. 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 I, was, yeah. I was not expecting that. No. I thought it would be more yeah. likely to be spearing into another smoothie than uh, test driving <laughs> a car. Yeah, it's it's you, true. You, you, wonder, you wonder how his day operates. He probably got to lunchtime midday and thought, <laughs> does, yeah, I might, does I anyone have a better car. memory than Camo? <laughs> nah, it's it's elite. It's unbelievable. <laughs> it picks from references from just weeks and weeks and weeks ago. Just bang. Every time. I love it. This is why I love him. <laughs> I do enjoy the podcast, I must say. Have a listen. You are our number one fan. You're at... I don't know, we, we don't even have a Patreon account set up for donations, but you seem to be donating. Uh, <laughs> it's just keeping apparently, this rolling. Apparently, apparently Camo's thinking of moving to Canberra next year, just so he can improve the list. <laughs> over there. <laughs> really diversify. I'm a team player, team player, but I wouldn't go that far. <laughs> oh, shit. Like Larry. All right, well, so at any point, Matt could jump on, but he did say he'll try and jump on the back end of the podcast. So for him, he might think that we're still going at 7 p.m. I don't know. Um, yeah, that, mean, that means tomorrow. I yeah, he'll, he'll jump on tomorrow and be like, why Christmas aren't the guys day. still talking? I don't know. Um, let's start, Keeney. We'll run through your injuries because there's some big ones here. And obviously, you pointed out last week that when you have – you know, the number one seed sewn up, which you did from, you know, a week out from the end of the season there that you're just praying for no injuries and you weren't blessed with that last week. Obviously, Godwin getting an ACL uh, and out for the season. Mixon, he's a chance to still play with the ankle sprain. He's, is he mm-hmm. doubtful or questionable? Which What tag has he he's got probably, at the moment? He's probably, it's, it's one of those ones where he's probably likely to play, but it's just how effective he is. Yeah, and whether they give a good dose to P Ryan as well, just to work him in. So, you, it's one of those ones where you'd rather definitive. If he's out, okay, he's out, and I can I can work it out. But so one of those fifty fifty ones, um, and the other one's probably Austin Eckler, who today it was a bit of a strange situation. He was on this COVID list, and he wasn't on it, and now he's on it today. Mm. Um, and and the frustrating thing for me with Eckler is he gets such a great matchup against Houston this week, who are absolute pump against the run. I think they've given up 170 yards per game, 32nd in the league. Um, just awful and give up touchdowns as well. So he would have been a great start for me this week, but we'll see what happens. He's still a chance to come back, but um, just who knows with, with the whole COVID situation. Um, the Godwin one was was brutal. I don't know if you saw it, but it was um, he basically copped a, a diving helmet to his knee and hyperextended. I thought it was it could have been MCL, ACL. It could have been awful. Yeah. Um, and then he landed on his neck to boot. So <laughs> I was just sitting there going, oh, no, that's yeah. not good for me. It's not and I've coming got him up in, I've got him in a redraft league as well. I've got him everywhere. And I'm like, oh, no, <laughs> there's the one player I didn't want to lose. 
Um, but anyway, that's that's what happens. Um, hopefully for me, AJ Brown comes back. So we're talking about a few blokes that might be back in the mix. They play tomorrow, so it'll be a bit of a game time, one of those game time decision ones. So fingers crossed he comes back for me to replace Godwin. That would be nice. Um, and for Thais, it's probably he's reasonably healthy outside of outside of Darren Waller, which is obviously a big player for him. Um, so if he can get up, that would be great for him. He's missed the last two or three, I think. And they play on Monday at 8 o'clock. So it's got a bit uh, of time an 8 o'clock game on a Monday. And he's got a couple of tight end options that play on the Sunday. So that's a that's mm. an interesting one we talked about earlier, Camo, about does he lock in David Njoku on the, on the Sunday afternoon or does he wait till Monday and hope that Waller gets up? He has got Evan Ingram at 5 a.m. Mm. on Monday. So... I don't know how confident yeah. you can be rolling that out, but I guess if he wants to roll the dice, he can do that. If news comes out about Waller before 5 a.m. on Monday. I, I've never seen a guy hate one of his own players as much as Thayer hates <laughs> Evan Ingram. It's like, mate, you drafted him, mate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he just hates him, hates starting him. But he drafted him like, the pick right after Darren Waller as well, so he couldn't have gone from high yeah. to low. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I was, oh, yeah. No, one of them. Yeah. He'd be happy that he got one. Oh, we just got a message that he just got home. So uh, we'll Ooh. wait and see if his name appears on this Zoom just call got, at the moment. Just got just to whip up a we'll just, smoothie. Yeah. Oh, apologies apologies to the listeners as we pad out 45 minutes until he hops <laughs> on to talk about his game. But no, you, nah, you, but- you pointed out, Kenny. Now, didn't Gibson have some injury... Uh, yeah. Last he's week, probably the only, he's the only other questionable type of player. So he had a little toe injury against uh, Seattle, I think. Yep. Uh, came back on though and played out the remainder of the game. So he, he, for mine, he'll be one of those ones that probably doesn't practice that much this week, but gets up and plays. So yep. um, might be a similar one with Mixon, but probably Washington don't have a heap in behind him to, to spell him like a McKissick or someone like that. So And we spoke... We'll we spoke about it last week, but I reckon we talked it into existence, the Urban Meyer firing. Um, oh. We, you know, for anyone, for all the, the eight other people other than us that listened to the pod out there, uh, we did put it out there. I think I put it forward that could Urban not see out the season and then not long after the pod aired, I reckon Jacksonville just might have been listening in. That might have been one of our others in the uh, the listener department. That happened to, yeah, just show Urban the door. And I could not be more happy as a Trevor Lawrence owner. And I reckon Matt couldn't be more happy as the James Robinson owner because he bounced back. He scored 16, I think it was. He did. In a game that they, they were not leading at all against Houston. so But instantly jumps up a- 84% snap count. No. As well, like so he still crazy. Got 18, 18, character, uh, 18 carries, carries in a game they weren't leading. So you think if they can find the lead against the Jets this week, oh. it could be in for a, a really nice workload. Absolutely. But he, I mean, he's by far, go. Say, he's go. by far and away their best offensive player. <laughs> like, yeah. It's, yeah. It's not even close. Like, Trevor Lawrence, obviously, potential the number one pick and everything else. But in terms of right here, right now, winning or being in games at all. And it's just wild. The first couple of games he also didn't get used. And then they were in the next six or seven and they won one of those games somewhere in there and he was dominant. He was by far their best again. And then Urban Meyer is just, I don't know what that bloke, he's on another planet, genuinely on another planet. I think the, it's the, only other little, the only other twist here is that the Jags just now hold the number one seed for the number one pick. Mm. after Detroit winning and Jacksonville losing. So do they want to not give their best player an offense the ball as much? I don't know. 
who knows what's going on there from uh, from management, but we'll we'll soon find out. It's a lovely matchup if they do uh, feed him a fair bit. Yeah, it's his second game over seventy percent snap percentage. So yeah, just craziness. And, then yeah, and and good player. You're right. You're right, Jake. I mean, if you cop if you play against good players in fantasy, you you, you expect them to to be part of their their um their high scoring and and to, for them to score well. You can't sort of deny them that. So um, it'd be a bit ridiculous of me to hope that they just shut Robinson down for no reason when he's as you said, one of their best players. So you just expect him to score pretty well. And I think the... the you Ur- nervous at all? Sorry, oh, go. Yeah. Extremely nervous. You are? Oh, yeah. Really? Yeah, yeah, he's nervous. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the, the, mate, the, I'm happy to lay out the recipe for everyone on the pod if you want. Like, is the, the Dak and CD Lamb stack is going to go off against Washington. Like, it will go off against Washington. If Waller plays, J-Rob gets the matchup against the Jets. Gabe Davis, no Sanders, no Beasley... Belichick will bracket Stefan Diggs. He's done it time and time again. It could just be a Gabe Davis game. And then Chase and Higgins play against Baltimore, who legit don't have their best three corners. They're just going to throw it to Chase and Higgins all day. I am shitting myself. And then if Eckler doesn't play, Mixon doesn't play, Godwin's out. Yeah, they're they're three big outs, and, and the stars that you've got in all have tough matchups. Except for your QBs, actually. So, and they haven't been lighting the world on fire as of late. So, yeah. you want them to be stepping up. Uh, who are you, who have you got sitting in the wings there to replace Godwin? Oh, you're hoping AJ Brown uh, comes back, yeah? AJ Brown, yeah. Look, the way the way I'm sort of thinking of it, Jake, is that I think I think Matt's projected for about 150. I think I think he'll get 140 plus. I just think he's got really good matchups. I'd be surprised if he kind of underperformed this week just with a few of his matchups. So for me, it's about can I get to 150 um, with what I've got? And that's that's always a dicey proposition. You do have – you've got uh, Taylor sitting there against Arizona and he could absolutely go off. He could put up another bloody 40 or 50. So you want something like that to, to come out this week. But it's and a big with all the injuries in Tampa, I like Ronald Jones. I mean, at the moment you might end up having to play Ronald Jones with Fournette being out, Evans, Godwin all out. Like there's a massive game script that happens where he can be utilised significantly from Brady. Uh, he's great goal line back as well. I know Fournette got a lot of the work this year and Arians has already come out and said that this is his opportunity to replicate what Fournette did last year when Jones got injured and he was nowhere for the whole season and he came in and just took over as the back. Um if they're going to be any good, Brady loves a run game. I think Hod even mentioned it last week. He's always had a great running game. He can manipulate the game. So I'd be pretty confident if I was you playing him. I don't know yeah. why you're so nervous. McMahon's can't win shit. <laughs> oh, well, that, that makes me feel better. But, yeah, when you put mate, it that you're way. Right, you're spot, mate, you're spot on. I, I would have preferred if, like, Eckler goes, I'll play him over Mixon because I'm a bit worried about Mixon. So if Eckler plays, I'll be playing Jones over Mixon for sure. Um, and I'll probably, and if Eckler misses, I'll probably play Jones anyway. So yeah, um, yeah. I've, the I've, AJ, the, the wide receiver one's interesting because you yeah. don't have a lot there to plug in because Bourne's no. on COVID, Osborne potentially um, Thielen's back, and that limits yeah. his scoring. And then you got Nico. Yeah, I'll probably play Bateman. I think, um, but the, the problem is if. Yeah, if AJ Brown doesn't get up, then I'm I've got to play. You got to play one, one of, those. of those second stringers. So, 
which isn't great. Anyway, we'll see. Yeah. Um, it'd, be, it'd be a travesty, Drakey boy. It'd be a travesty, mate. I agree. There's only, there's, in, in both sides of the coin there, you not going through, terrible, and McMahon going through, blasphemy. <laughs> well, there's two other people. Is there people... anyone in this league you actually like? <laughs> yeah, actually, everyone yeah, on the on. pod. No, every, every, everyone on the pod I'm a fan of. Um, I, I, I don't mind Hoddick normally. <laughs> um, I, I wish... If Manny didn't ignore me that one time at the pub in Richmond, I'd probably have better, nicer things to say about him. <laughs> um, and Jim, I'm a, I'm a big fan of Jim. I'm hoping, can't wait to taste his cooking. <laughs> it's a yeah, big day coming up in a month's time there, Jim's place. Um, there are just like Scoot, Scoot and the McMahons, really. It's just, it's <laughs> they're the only people you don't like. <laughs> and Papa. And Papa. Yeah. <laughs> um, there's two people on this pod, Jake, that, wouldn't be shattered if Keeney didn't get through this week, let's be honest. Um, <laughs> that is the two other blokes playing this week, and that is the Park City Lions, the number two seed, taking on the number three seed, the San Diego Demons. Um, well, I don't know how to – other than a battle of Goliath, David versus Goliath, I don't know. No, we probably can't go that. This is just the two, three, two seed against the three seed. It's just going to be a good matchup. It will be. I'll go through a few of the injuries, and I reckon um, it's interesting. It's a split between injuries and COVID. Sort of Ben has a lot of the injuries that have got a few question marks, and Camo's more around a few players that are on COVID. He's been a bit stiff this week, I think. Lamar Jackson's the big one, Benny. Um, not sure if he's going to play. I, I've got a feeling they won't just because of how well Huntley went, and I just think even though it's a massive game, that probably helps you. It's a big game against Cincinnati. Um but I get the feeling that he might just sit. He hasn't practiced for two or three weeks. Uh, so it'll be an interesting decision, Ben, if he doesn't play. What's what's the early thoughts on uh, the roster construction? Well, it might be controversial here, but I'd actually be happier if he did sit out another week because just with that injury, uh, the type of player that he is and he relies on his ability to, to move around, um, I don't want him coming back in, potentially re-aggravating an injury, having that awkward decision, do you start him or not? I actually really like Trevor Lawrence hasn't been amazing this year, but he's got an amazing matchup against the Jets. I might just be more comfortable starting him in the Superflex this week. Camo, are you taking notes, Camo? Do you hear that? He's basically said he doesn't mind resting his best player against you because he thinks he'll win anyway. It's all good. Get him sorted for well, next week. He's talking about next week already, Camo. Ben's never defeated the Demons before, so he's going to have to try something different this time around. It's in, it's in my notes. It's in my notes. Don't step on them. <laughs> no, that's, uh, it's a very good point. Uh, 2 and 0, the Demons, all time uh, against Benjamin. So that'll be in the back of his head for sure. Um, ben, the other player, Adam Thielen, he's another one that's important for your roster, I would have thought. And another similar to Lamar, sort of hasn't practiced much, hasn't played for two weeks. Not sure what we're going to get out of him. Yeah, definitely. And someone that I hope does get up because I don't have a lot. I mean, I've got some replacements there, but I've got Josh Reynolds who's been playing actually surprisingly well for Detroit, but um, Goff's in the COVID protocol. So what the hell is he without Goff as his quarterback? Darius Slayton, well, you know, he's got bloody Justin Fromm thrown in the ball at the moment. Guyton, who's been catching just bombs at the moment from Herbert. Uh, he's out on COVID protocol too. So if Thielen doesn't get up, then I'm sort of in a similar situation to you, Kenny, where I've just got to start 
someone like maybe Carter from Washington, DeAndre Carter, who is basically a boom or bust dependent on a touchdown. So it's not a great position to be in, to be honest. Yep, yep. Um, and the other one, you've got TJ Hawkinson, just thought I'd mention him, even though he's kind of been shut down for the year. He's obviously a big piece of your team. Um, so that one's going to miss, but you've got a pretty handy replacement in George Kittle, who's flying at the moment. Um, over to the COVID side now, Camo, your man of the hour, the, the hero that got you to this position, Brandon Cooks. Yep. I think uh, I think it came through today, didn't it, that he's been put on yeah, the, correct. the COVID list. Wide receiver 13 on the season. He's had... Given the offense he's involved in, could easily be a top ten receiver. Um, he's if you actually look at him, he's bloody consistent every year. He's sort of in he's never a top five, but he's in the in the ten to twenty range every year. Um, and look, Davis Mills looks all right. So he would have been a good a good start for you for sure. I'm not sure if um, he's a chance. I think he can, because I think he's asymptomatic. I think he's um, jabbed up and stuff like that, which it gets a bit tricky, yep. but he's still a chance, I think, to play. Um, so you'll be hoping for that. Um, Kareem Hunt, I'm not sure what his ankle situation is, but he's also on COVID, um, on the COVID list. Adam Troutman's been put on the COVID list today. Um, and the other one for Ben is is Guyton, your, your charger, Camo, who's also been put on there. So it's just absolute mayhem at the minute um, around these COVID situations. So um, it probably affects you more than... Ben, I would have thought. Yeah, usually I don't like the uh, Thursday night games, but I think it's a big advantage if you've got a few players in the Thursday night game with uh, all that's happening in the NFL. So if I just have a quick look here and see uh, Tennessee versus San Fran, and it's uh, a bit of a fill-up for Ben here with Kittle, Debo, and Ayuk all uh, lining up. Don't forget forget Deonta Foreman as well. Oh, wow. I just thought he hadn't set your lineup yet. Oh, I didn't realise he was actually oh, He actually looked good last week. Twenty-two carries. I reckon Ben should. I reckon Ben should um, just place one, do a Jake, and just put one in the superflex. Given he doesn't want to play Lamar this week, just put <laughs> in the superflex for the Thursday night game. That'd go down. Just lock it in. Now, come you, is, that, is, that, is it much of a question to start Foreman over uh, Carter from mm. the Jets? Uh, I thought Carter got listed. He's not on the app listed, but I saw an update saying he was one of the players in the COVID protocol for the Jets, along with ben, I'll, their coach. I'll, I'll give well. you some good. I'll give you some some good news and some bad news. Go. You want to hear it? The bad news is Michael Carter from the Jets is on the COVID list. He is. He is. The good news it's their cornerback called Michael Carter. Oh, <laughs> okay. Well, that explains <laughs> it. There you go. All right. Well, then he, he's a chance to play, Jake. <laughs> I think he's just, he's just got a good matchup against Jackson. Oh, I didn't yeah, even realise there were two Michael Carters on their list. That's crazy. Yeah. Did they draft in the same year? I have no idea. Didn't even know he existed until about ten seconds ago. So no idea. Yeah, I, I saw that today, but uh, yeah, that's that's probably your one decision point, isn't it? Your second running back outside of Chubb. You're pretty good outside of uh, outside of him, but Foreman's been pretty solid for you. Yeah, well, he had... This screams trap game, bro. This screams trap game. Which bit? Well, because he had a good game last All week. All of it. Everything, everything against Camo. It's the year of the Camo. This screams trap game. <laughs> Very well could be. And he's just sitting back now, just looking as calm as ever. It's got me quite nervous. I was, I was feeling okay before this pod, but 
It's got me very nervous. Well, in true fashion, uh, Matty Mack is, is just about to log on once we're about to wrap up the pod. So good on <laughs> him. We'll see what his final thoughts are. Maybe he can close the show down. Um, but Camo, give Before- us... Well, I was just going to say, Camo, give us your recipe to victory this week. Um, to be honest, I haven't had much of a chance to think about it yet. I've been flat chat at work. I got the invite onto the pod, and this was actually the time I was going to be going through uh, lineup construction, and I've given up that chance to uh, get on the pod with you guys. So I will tomorrow morning be up early to uh, construct a roster. From my perspective... All I've got to do is show up, really, against the Lions, and we'll we'll go from there. <laughs> Not a lot to it. Well, if it's anything like how uh, a friend of mine used to do footy tipping back in the day, they used to just picture the mascots of the team and would they win in a fight? Um, and I think a demon would destroy a lion. So I reckon you're good. Especially one from San Diego. <laughs> That's right. Uh, Katie, what were your final thoughts on this? No, no, I was just going to ask if if Cooks does miss, what is the what's the likely play? I know you haven't uh, delved too deep into it, but are you leaning one way or the other? Uh, yeah, maybe looking towards a Jordan Howard type against the Giants. They should be up by four tutties early, and then he can just run out the second half and <laughs> hopefully find the end zone. The mind games, uh, just. Even a little jab there. Double jab. (laughs) My Giants hat at the moment. That got offended. My goodness. Uh, Daryl Williams or Aguilar, they're not a thought. Are they on the cusp? Yeah, they would be uh, in the mix, but, yeah, I'm leaning towards Howard at this stage with zero research uh, conducted. (laughs) So that'll change about 15 times between now and... Correct. Yeah, okay, cool. It's... uh, just, just going to put it out there, guys. Maybe uh, the trade deadline. If we remove that, then I might be able to wheel and deal a little bit and see what I could uh, well, see what I could find yeah, to it's, to win this week. It's funny you say that, Camo, because um, I had a similar thought this week. And just in terms of, gee whiz, how much would how much would I pay for someone like a Cooper Cup or a Stefan Diggs? How much would Matt pay for yeah. a similar type of player? Um, and just kind of opening up those windows and maybe the, the teams that aren't in the window get better quicker and how that yep. suits the league. But it's, it's certainly a good discussion point for, for next year and beyond, I think. Absolutely. Put it on the agenda for next year. Definitely an off-season discussion. Uh, I don't know. It sounded like we turned a porno on in the background, but it was actually we're just joined by <laughs> Matty Mack. Welcome to the pod, mate. It's making a smoothie. Going on? <laughs> no, no smoothies today. Learned my lesson. So details on the uh, how the, the car, car drives okay. Yeah, handled good. No, no, it was um, <laughs> yeah, neat. <laughs> good line, good length. <laughs> Went well. Thanks for asking. Any details? What was it? Talk us through it. Yeah, go give us. Uh, well, you want to know what I was driving? Yeah. Yes, we've asked three times. Sure. So I need it. I need a car to upgrade to, to carry these two massive Ridgebacks around. So when Tess drove at Mazda CX-9 Asavo, so just got to work out how, how broke I want to be. I, always, I love that even in <laughs> the question of just like, what car did you test drive? There's always added detail from Matty Mack. <laughs> <laughs> you can't help you yourself. Can't help yourself. Well, no. Nah. 
I'll tell you what we won't get from you is um, is your thoughts on your matchup because you missed it. You we we covered that about <laughs> twenty minutes ago, but we'll double we'll double back to it quickly since you have joined yeah. us. Give us your thoughts on how you're feeling about your matchup against the great man, the number one seed this year, and give us your thoughts on how you are going to be victorious and making it to the final. Uh, if COVID continues to do weird and wonderful things, is my best chance, I think. Um, I know Christopher is trying to work his best reverse moz. I know he's saying he's very worried. I don't think he, sh- he has any reason to be worried. Um, yeah, so, you know, he's got a couple of guys on his bench that should be able to fill in for him this week. Um, the way I see it is I'm just... Happy to be here now, having to get through. Lucky my opponent only scored 60 last week, thanks, Timos. So uh, kind of playing with house money. Didn't expect to win and didn't expect to knock Kenny off in the playoffs. So uh, we shall see what happens. So just hope COVID does its beautiful thing. Hopefully, uh, if there's any sick people out in Indianapolis, they're hanging around with Jonathan Taylor. (laughs) That's what I'll be hoping for. That is, that's your biggest danger right there. Old JT, he'll be very good. (laughs) How does it feel after... um, after last year having a very good season and being bundled out very quickly in the playoffs, how does it feel just to be here for one more week? Yeah, it's nice to get my first playoff win uh, in the EDL, although it's a win with an asterisk against it because uh, Timos absolutely shat the bed. So I don't feel any better having beaten him. I don't think I had a great week myself, but um, it's nice to still be in the dance. Well, I don't. I don't think anyone did, to be honest. Apart from we talked about Manny was the only real the team that actually showed anything. Um, Camo was solid, sort of hit his benchmark one fifteen, which was nice. Camo, my backups are solid. Oh, listen to it. Um, the one, the other thing that we haven't talked about that Thais has got going for him is Jake. Where did you win the league from last year? Was it the five seed? It was the five seed last Ooh, year. Oh, and who's the five seed this year? Uh, I think that's Thais. And I think if I remember correctly, I think if I remember correctly, in that first game, it yes. was a pretty poor performance from your mob that got allowed me to get through and then I just went bang bang the two following weeks. So Ooh. I mean if history was to repeat, it's the first step has been taken. Do you know something I didn't realise, Jake? I'm gonna I'm just gonna I don't know if the league needs to hear this, but last year Jake, you won. He beat Thais in the first week by one point two, and then beat Tim by one point six the next week, and then oh. beat Papa with the JD McKissick touchdown by eight. You're a freak. Jesus Christ! Get fucked. <laughs> that is fucking ridiculous. And I didn't let me realize it was that close. I, I mean, every yeah. moment of that. <laughs> you know what? You did the league a favour, Jake, because. If I had knocked you off in that first week, I worked out that I would have won the next week, and then Papa would have beat me in the final, and no one wanted Papa winning the year one. So, Ooh, <laughs> I'm, I'm aware of that also. It worked out well. And after after just discovering that, we'll cross to Papa now. What are your thoughts on hearing that one? Um, yeah, I don't know what else to tell you, boys. <laughs> he is absolutely speechless. I don't think he realised <laughs> that is that's crazy. What sliding a doors. sliding doors moment that is. Um, we uh, In the topic of Papa, while, while we've got all you boys on, because uh, we like to obviously have him as a topic, uh, have, you, have you heard that his catchphrase is actually catching on around the world? Are you aware of this, Camo, Jake? 
I'm not. I hadn't heard it. It's sort of like a motivational thing that he that he put to us last week. I'll it? run you through what his catchphrase is. Just fucking got to be better, boys. We've got to be fucking better. And I say it every week, each and every week. You might think it's a catchphrase, but it's not. We've got to be better. Well, he says it's not a catchphrase. But I beg to differ because some of the elite athletes from around the world across multiple codes, they're getting on board with the Be Better. Um, I'll take you now to uh, an English cricket player by the name of Joe Root when he's been interviewed, the captain, after being interviewed after their loss and what he had to say. We need to be better. We need to make bigger scores. Guys need to apply themselves better. I mean, you could apply that to... Papa's team as well, and it would fit perfectly. Need bigger scores. But it wasn't just Joe Root, Benny. It, it wasn't. It, it actually it it nestled straight into America as well, and and the greatest of all time had his say. That's true. And talk about where art imitates life. You've got the number one player for the Punishers just jumping on board with this catchphrase. I don't think we were, you know, much good of anything tonight. Just I wish it was just one thing. It was a lot of things. So we got to do better in every every facet of offensive football to, to uh, you know, score points. We're not going to win scoring no points. Another very true point there that would apply to Pabba's team. You're not going to win without scoring points. Just how incredible, mate. What, how do we feel that, that his catchphrase is going global? Well, he'll be excited, put it that way. He's a, a huge fan of his own work. I just want one of these guys in a press conference to do the eat or the donkey. <laughs> That's <laughs> when you know he's made know it. really made it. <laughs> oh, goodness. Well, thank you, Camo and Jake, for jumping on, giving us your thoughts about last week and this upcoming week. Thanks, Thais, for jumping on at the end as well, just to give some final thoughts and tell us about your uh, your need for a purchase of a new car. That was always something that the listeners were screaming out for in our <laughs> feedback. Um, but give me a sign-off. I'll give you a sign-off in a second, but uh, before you do, we'll, we'll cross to Jake. How do you feel, mate? You're out of the playoffs for the first time. This is new territory for you. How are you feeling? I actually feel okay about it. I'm looking forward to seeing uh, hopefully two close games and just be able to understand the stress that exists in semi-final week. I'm glad it's someone else this, this year and not me. Very, very true. And and Camo, the, the cool customer over there, just with the Midas touch in 2021, how are you feeling going into the semi-finals week? I'm looking forward to it. Stoked to be here and uh, stoked to be playing Ben and uh, bolts up, Justin Herbert, Four touchdowns. Let's do this. It's fucking gonna happen too. I get Justin <laughs> Herbert goes onto your list and absolutely destroys me. Is every chance of happening, and I'm very nervous about that. And, uh, I'll cross to the number one seed over here on my screen. And and what are your thoughts? You've already told us that you're a bit nervous, but uh, any final thoughts about about living up to the hype? I suppose in playoffs. No, it's, uh, I am a fraction nervous, but as they say, boys, pressure is a privilege, so I'm excited to be a part of it. And I'll tell you what, I think without segregating the league, us five here on the podcast will probably just dominate for the next five or six years, so uh, it's good to have you all on <laughs> in the one group. No, we, we proved that you can, you can flip it around pretty quickly. Three of the blokes here in the final four, what were we, 9, 10, 11 last year? So I think that is, that's... Perfect uh, for anyone who is out of playoffs to just think how quickly things can turn if you make the right moves. 
But you've got to make the right moves, DFF. You can't just hope that it all will just work out for you. You've actually got to make logical decisions. And just quickly, DFF, didn't think you were getting away with the whole podcast without Duke Johnson watch. How's that going for you, mate? Oh, yeah. <laughs> and if anyone spotted it, he got the start for the Park City Lions, and boy, did he make the most of it. 25 points, two tutties, 100-something yards, whatever it was. But stick that up, you clacker DFF. How's Cole Beasley going and, for you? He's got COVID. The unvaccinated, unvaccinated <laughs> yeah. goes on COVID. Take your 37-year-old dipshit wide receiver who hasn't been vaccinated and stick him up your ass. Um, on that note, Thais... <laughs> your final thoughts, mate. You're, you're taking on the beast that is the number one seed. How are you feeling? Well, I said to Keeney last week before my matchup with Tim, it's hard to beat the same team three times in one season. Tim Oss knocked me off twice and I managed to get him this week. Keeney knocked me off twice during the year. So hopefully he can't knock me off and then I'm in the final against either your good self or Camo so I've got some very nervous messages from Keeney this week so uh, hoping that it um, is at least a close showdown Excellent work and we haven't got our resident sign off man here so we'll uh, we'll just finish with enjoy the uh, the what is it seven days of football that seems to take place with all these game changes and COVID and all this sort of stuff but uh, plenty to go down and plenty to watch and plenty to be excited about Give us a new sign-off there, Face. Black leather gloves, baby. Over and out. <laughs> I thought it was going to be better than that. Yeah, I thought it was going to be creative or something.